This is the Business of Apps podcast, bringing you actionable insights from the leaders of the global app industry and the world's fastest growing apps. You can find more app news, data and analysis over at businessofapps.com. Welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. On this show, we invite app industry professionals to cover various topics. We promise to do our best to keep it both insightful but brief. In this episode, we have Luca Mastrarocco, co-founder of Replug. Luca, welcome to the Business of Apps podcast. All right. Thanks a lot for the, uh, for the time and inviting. Great. Thank you for coming. Okay. This is just my guess, but I think some of you are interested in rockets. Do you watch SpaceX rocket launches? You do? Well, you know what a rocket is then. Speaking of launches, we all in the app industry know what a mobile app launch is, but the launch metaphor has come to mobile from space industry. Before app launches, there are lots of space rocket launches. Now, I'm not going to interview Elon Musk in this episode. Instead, it will be Luca from Replug, as I've just said a minute ago, and he will be telling us about a holistic approach to app growth scaling. But as always on the show, let's talk about you, Luca. First, please tell us about your background. Sure. Thanks a lot, Hart. So as you might have guessed from my name, I'm, uh, I'm Italian. I've been uh, living around the world though for the past 20 years. I've lived in Japan, I live in Australia, I live in uh, UK. Now I live in Germany since 10 years. And uh, I've been working the uh, art tech space for the past 10 years, more or less, since I moved to, uh, to Berlin. I work for some of the biggest network here in, uh, in the city. And always covered commercial roles, like up to the point where I was BP Global Business, taking care of the global business operation for the uh, for my last company. And then mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, I just started uh, Replug. So I'm right. an Italian based in Berlin, like many others. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, it's no wonder for me anymore. Being in Berlin many times and seeing folks from all over the world, I just yeah. got used to seeing people from Italy, UK, uh, mm. Netherlands, whatever, in working in Berlin, because looks like people do love the city. Yeah. So what is, what is the Replug today? What do you guys do? So Replug is a mobile app marketing consulting agency. We basically help uh, mobile first companies or traditional companies basically to scale activities for their mobile applications. As you might understand, we work like with companies that where the mobile app is the main mm-hmm. touch point to the users, but we also help more traditional companies like the one that are coming maybe from the offline space or the online space. As a consulting company, we have a very transparent and straight to the point approach where we try to bring value very quickly. Mm-hmm. And being based in Berlin, the main core of our business is obviously Europe, Germany, Italy, and other countries in, uh, in the EU system. We launched just one week before the COVID lockdown happened in Europe. So very, uh, very nice timing on that. Yeah. But, uh, but it was interesting. It was nice to, uh, to start a business during that period. And uh, the team, you know, we, we put together a team of experts in the digital field. So we, we kind of have people from all over the world. And uh, that's kind of a short summary of what, of what we like is. Okay, so now let's talk about why did you decide to come up with this rocket analogy? I've just described it before for your model uh, mm-hmm. to describe uh, app growth uh, scaling. 
Um, so the story, what, why rocket? Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us about the model itself. Sure. So, I mean, as you mentioned, rockets, you know, it's always been associated with growth, right? So um, mm -hmm. we chose the, uh, the rocket as an analogy for growth because we think it's kind of representative of all the activities when it comes to, uh, you know, explaining easily to clients, okay, we want to grow your business. So the rocket was kind of the uh, a no-brain choice in that sense. We also chose the rocket specifically because it's very uh, visual. And it's very mm -hmm. simple to explain to our customers what our approach is when it comes to upgrowth activities, right? So we didn't choose right. like just another stack, like there are many in the industry right now, as you might know. Uh, we mm -hmm. decided to, to create something that is very simple to, uh, to understand and to communicate so that the client can actually get a visual understanding of what it is about. Um, now, obviously that translates internally, so to say, in a, in a complex assessment of the mm -hmm. client's um, you know, upgrowth activities and upgrowth stack that then we, uh, we use to basically do audit and define what are the uh, growth activities that are needed for our customers. Okay, let's talk about the model starting with the infrastructure, which is the biggest part of the rocket. So mm -hmm. what is made of? So, uh, as you, as you mentioned, the, in, in our rocket, the infrastructure plays a critical role. It is, it is the biggest one in the, in the rocket, uh, also like visually, because it, infrastructure, digital infrastructure, isn't the basis of the rocket. And we define it uh, in a way the, uh, as the engine, like what makes everything work. Without mm -hmm. the right infrastructure, right. obviously, the app cannot really uh, work properly. And we, we like to give the, uh, the digital infrastructure or the infrastructure of the app, again, a very prominent role in, the, uh, in our work as well. Also because, again, as you know as well, the tech side of, the, um, of an app kind of touches different areas. You know, so it's very important. When it comes to infrastructures, as I'm sure most of the, of the listeners know as well, it's, it's about like uh, tracking and analytics, for example, right? Attribution, MMPs, um, making sure that deep linking actually work, for example, right? Or if you have an app that uses uh, geolocalization, for example, um, making sure that this, this side of the, um, of the tech uh, stack actually works. However, it also refers, for example, to the, uh, to the CRM and engagement side of the, um, of the business. So the CRM SDK, for example, so how to engage users after you, uh, we acquired. Um, and also to um, improve the experience of the app. For example, with um, A-B testing solutions, I will testing tools that you integrate within the app. So as you mentioned, like the infrastructure is very, very important. And I mean, I could talk a lot about it, but you know, just to keep it short, it's like, it, it's kind of the engine of everything, you know, like what, what makes the rocket work. Got it. So uh, UA is the next step. And I used to believe that the most popular usage of UA Karani was to designate a Ukrainian domain name zone. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, but you know, being a part of business of apps that has been covering app industry for a number of years, on top of my career, my uh, previous incarnation as an app marketer, now I know that it stands for user acquisition. Like the most popular acronym, the most popular meaning uh, for UI is user acquisition. Let's talk about this part of the model. 
Yes, UA, as you said, user acquisition is the next part of the rocket. And as most of us know, the user acquisition kind of plays another critical role in an upgrowth strategy, both when we uh, look at it from an organic perspective, but also from a paid perspective. And especially lately with the with the iOS 14 uh, release, yeah. um, UA kind of starts to play also uh, an even more important role because paid uh, acquisition kind of becomes more difficult to achieve. So kind of the shit, there's a shift towards the organic growth. Yeah. So it's Definitely. interesting, you know, it's, it's, it does play one of these um, very important role in growth. When we think about user acquisition in the rocket, we think about, of course, organic growth. So upstream optimization. We think about paid UA. So um, anything that is paid, uh, we focus uh, at Replug mainly on uh, channels that are transparent, for example, like Facebook, uh, Apple search ads, Google, TikTok, Snapchat. Mm-hmm. And then when thinking about user acquisition, we also think about the conversion funnel. Conversion funnel being how we make sure that we don't just acquire user in terms of a download, but we make sure that we convert and into paying users. Yeah, so that's, we still consider it part of the acquisition process because it is probably the most meaningful point in the growth of a, of a mobile app. We want to make sure that you know we optimize all the steps from the download to monetization. All right, got you. Because basically, this is the major point. Every app business is about sustainability, essentially making money, making money in the long term, being able to build long-term strategy and see like what's coming, being able to forecast uh, based on your uh on the model you've built to grow the app on your experience. And now let's move up to the next part of your rocket. I'm looking at the plan and this is the UX and UI. Yes. Tell us about their significance. UX and UI, it's another part of the rocket that, uh, again, is very important. Obviously, everything in the rocket is kind of important, (laughs) but they also play a very important role. And often are forgotten, let's say like this, from a marketing perspective, because it kind of falls more into the the, uh, the product or design part of the business. If you look at our rocket, you will see that UX and UI are the wing of the rocket. So um, we call it the, mm-hmm. the wings, mm-hmm. which basically stabilize the rocket. Yeah, exactly. And we think these two parts are very important, or at least play a very crucial uh, role into the um into up growth because sometimes it's not just about market it's also about the product right so it's it's very easy and, and we talk with a lot of clients but it's very easy to hear sometimes like oh marketing doesn't work you know i'm just wasting money because the user don't people don't pay or they don't subscribe to my services uh, mm-hmm. but you know what we try to um analyze or at least take a look at and support the team is also like try to understand how the product is designed, how the experience is for the users, because, you know, we need to make sure that marketing works hand in hand with the product. Yeah. And it is a tough conversation to have with clients because obviously, you know, sometimes saying, Hey, yeah, you know, it's, it's actually your product doesn't work. <laughs> it's uh, you know, it, it gets some eyebrows raised, but most of our customers actually appreciate this honesty that we have because they then are able to also take uh, internal feedback 
you know, to, uh, to other teams and then try to improve continuously the app, which is, again, a very important step in, in growing the, the business. Yeah. So definitely, definitely, um, we, we really care about the look and feel of the app. Yeah, it's, um, so we can say. Gotcha, Luca. Uh, next up on your rocket plan is engagement. This is the word you can hear like probably the most among the conversation of marketer because nobody wants an app that gets lots of downloads and no engagement at all. Like people yeah. using the app for a day, forget about it and just move on. This is just yeah. a disaster. So engagement, it's really a crucial part. Uh, let's talk about it. It's, it's importance and what, what does it take to achieve a high level of engagement between the app and users? Yeah, as you said, engagement is like the end of the model, so to say, the top, you know, it kind of goes and completes the whole rocket. And mm -hmm. as you mentioned, you know, like no business wants to just acquire users for the sake of it. You know, they, they want to have users returning users. Doesn't right? make any sense, right? Exactly. And we decided to put it as the top, I'm not sure how that uh, technically is called that part of the rocket, but at the top of it, because it's like um, a hat to all the other activities. Like we do, we need to have a strategy for engagement of the acquired audience. We need to make sure that we come up with a plan to improve the LTV of the acquired users. And that is you know, as you know, that's very easy to say, but sometimes it's very complicated to actually implement such a strategy. We talk with many, uh, many partners that approach engagement activities as, uh, oh, let's just shoot some push notifications or emails and hope that they come back. Yeah. Very difficult to define objectives sometimes. There is no, let's say, long-term plan around uh, engagement. So, what we see and what we try to do also what we try to discuss with our partners is how to create a journey for the users from point A to point B, whatever those points are, but all the communication, all the activities that is uh, thought, planned and implemented need to be aligned in that. So we cannot just pull the users from all different sides with no direction. We actually need to make sure that we kind of gently push them towards our um, our goals. And we do that. We have a few projects on the uh, CRM, retention engagement side of the, of the business. And, you know, it's not only about purchase, you know, because sometimes, as you said, you acquire users and then perhaps they don't take the first step in the whole funnel. So we go back to the conversion funnel before. They don't register. Right. And then right. we need to make sure that we create this type of communication to make sure that they understand the value of why they need to register or for any other step in a conversion fund. So engagement does play, of course, another important role in the, uh, in the rockets. And we want to make sure to communicate this to our partners so that they kind of see how every single part of the rocket is connected and they play well together. So, yeah. Download is just the first step. The goal is to see that people are actually taking the actions we want them yeah. to take. Register, purchase, subscribe, referral, uh, right, open yeah. an account, right? Exactly. Yeah. And finally, what are external factors that a marketer should always keep in mind thinking about the model for the app growth? Yeah. Yes. 
it's a very, very good point. You know, it's like also when, when we were thinking about our rockets, we first started with, with the rocket components. And then we thought, okay, wait a sec. That there's so much that we can do as marketers, as business owners, um, uh, to make sure that we grow in the right direction. There are also external components to what we do um, that play a role in our growth. And we um, kind of designed them as planets because we, we, mm-hmm. we like to think that the rocket is up in the space. But right. there are a couple of planets there that are like the market, so the uh, the market conditions pretty much, um, and you know what best moment in the in the history to talk about market condition when we think about COVID. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but this obviously is, is, is one example of how market condition can really um, force us to rethink growth strategies and also assess because sometimes you know you might have the best app, best marketing activities, marketing strategy, but then because of the situation like COVID, everything goes to um, you know Boom. badly. <laughs> The other side of the story is also the competition because we cannot just ignore what the competition is doing. We like to tell our customer that they need to look at the competition. They need to understand what they're doing and they need to also learn sometimes because, you know, competition is not necessarily just like something that we have to go against. We need to take also inspiration. Yeah. And so many times we have from our clients like, oh no, please don't, don't compare us to, to these guys because these are not, you know, we don't, we're not the competition. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, you know, there are things that they're doing that still work. So you do really want to see how they, um, how they behave or what they do. So these two, um, so market condition and competition are, um, I would say, two of the external uh, factors or could be, yeah, that play a critical role in the um, up growth uh, strategy for, uh, for, for, for companies. Gotcha, Luca. Okay, I think we've described every part of your plan of the rocket. Mm-hmm. And now I have just a few just a few more questions I ask every guest on the show mm-hmm. to help the audience to, to have a l- little bit better picture of who they are, just on a personal level. So sure. what smartphone do you have? On which side of iOS or an Android uh, duopoly are you? I'm an iOS user i uh i uh, iphone since i don't know 10 years i think and uh mac you know i'm a i'm an apple fan <laughs> so you're 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 deep in the app ecosystem yes yes uh, apple ecosystem looking back can you remember your first mobile phone oh i'm quite old so my first mobile phone was not a smartphone it was actually one of those uh old um how you call it the uh, the motorola uh, you know, hmm. those big, those big mobile phones that now are like the one that we use at home, if anybody still has a phone at home. And uh, I still remember it was the first one I got when I was 17. So yes, that's that's how old I am. And uh, and then after that, I got a Nokia 3210, which was the small, uh, small, small one, Nokia. Mm-hmm. And that was for me like the, uh, oh, yes, I'm in the future now. And then smartphone came and then everything changed. <laughs> Yeah, that that was the moment. Okay, right now, imagine you've left your smartphone at home and you went for whatever business. What would be the most missing feature for you? Uh, hmm. Definitely, uh, I would say calendar. The calendar Hmm. in my my phone. I, um, I live 
with my uh, Google calendar in this case. I don't use the Apple calendar mm-hmm. <laughs> because it's connected to my email, but I have everything on it. Like seriously, from, from work related stuff to personal related stuff. That's part of your life. Yes. So much that my uh, business uh, partner makes fun of me because I, I set reminders for, for everyone else to take out dinner, you know, stuff like <laughs> this, you know. Just... Nice. So what new app technologies are you most excited about? Uh, when you look at your iPhone, what would you like this thing to be able to do, which is not capable of doing right now? Could be hardware, software, and I'm not asking like specifically, you know, more features, probably something that we will help you to, you know, use it less to, you know, not be that addictive to your device, if that's the case for you, if you feel that you have to use it less. So what do you think? So I'm not sure about technology that could make it less prominent, I would say, but when I think about what I would like to see yeah, in, mm-hmm. in, in the phone, there are a couple of things that come to my mind. I think one obviously is um, VR. Um, I mean, like I've been quite a few times to uh, the MWC in Barcelona, you know, not the past year, obviously, because of the COVID, but right. and there, there you see a lot of uh, nice innovation. And VR, I think, is one of those things that still has to pick up. And I would like, I mean, you see sometimes uh, e-commerce apps that do use uh, VR, but I would like to see it more better perhaps in the uh, in the gaming industry. You know, I like games, you know, and you know that that could be uh, that could be very cool. And um, one thing that I feel is missing in my um, my iPhone, although I haven't tried the, the latest uh, earphone from uh, Apple, is the uh, the sound. You know, I would love sound to be more let's say immersive so to say like immersive, i would like to right. have um like um, how do you call it like this surround system you know like like we have <laughs> in the cinema like in my headphone you know like i want to have a system that allows me to uh live it. i don't know if it exists you know this is going to be like very weird if it's already up there but <laughs> i uh, i i definitely would love to see that as a as a nice feature Gotcha. Okay. And before I let you go, there's just one more question. How can people get in touch with you and get more information about what you do? So I would say perhaps the uh, the easiest way would be LinkedIn. Obviously, I am there. Uh, my name is, I would say, pretty uncommon. So you will find me easily. <laughs> and, you know, you can send me a request with a short message. Or otherwise, you can also um, shoot me an email. Uh, my email address is uh, luca at rplg.io, which is our website. Terrific. Thanks a lot for your time and coming on our podcast, Luca. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye bye. And that was Luca Mastrarocco, co founder of Replug. To listen to more episodes, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcast. Just search for Business of Apps and you will find us easily. We release episodes on Mondays, so subscribe and you'll be able to get new episodes on your smartphone, tablet, or computer as soon as we release them. And please don't forget to leave us a review and comment on iTunes. It is highly appreciated. And all episodes will also be available on businessofapps.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Business of Apps podcast. For more, head on over to businessofapps.com.